found the uh, leader of Dagdalon, Samuel Heidstein, <laughs> leader of secessionist movement in Canada and the U.S. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sebastian Ferran, for mentioning something. Second attempt here. You know, we have, what, 30 people watching, 50 watching now? I guess I'll let it trickle in. It sucks, you know. I had to put a link up on Odyssey because there's no other way to do notifications. And I hate emailing everybody like that. But Entropy had to flee Canada because of the dictator Trudeau. So they're in another country. I won't say where. And their servers and stuff got all fucked up. So they don't send out notifications. Well, since I'm not allowed on YouTube. Not even allowed to have backup channels on YouTube. Because of Gabe Hoffman. There's uh, no way to notify people of a video. Even there's a war in Ukraine, breaking big fucking news. You know, Jean-Luc Brunel's murdered. I can't reach anybody. Had a channel 81,000 followers. They just yanked it. The left believes in censorship. They have no argument. It's just shut it down. Well, Putin threw some cold water on that, didn't he? He said, talk to us. For seven and a half years, they refused to do that. And Ukraine continued 
to shell Donbass. 14,000 people died in that conflict. In a civil war from separatist regions in Ukraine. Ukraine cut the electricity off to two of its own providences. Really? That's part of your country? You're just going to cut the, the lights off? Right? Well, Russia cut the lights off to all of Ukraine. They got on their own grid and they'll be hooking into the EU probably today. But Donbass is now independent. It's been recognized by Syria and Russia and each other. Double diagonalon is zigzagalon. Well, I'm all part of <laughs> zigzagalon. The, uh, the inverted V, whatever that is. I recognize Alberta and Saskatchewan as like uh, an independent territory of uh, Northwest Dagnalon. Yeah, God bless Syria. They're beast mode. Belarus is siding with Russia. Azerbaijan will not change relationships with Russia. China is not going to change its market relationships with Russia. Uh, pretty much everybody else piled on them. Uh, Germany and Italy are holding out on banning Russia from SWIFT. And so is the U.S. because the U.S. doesn't want to piss off Italy and Germany. They, they want to hold that uh, playing card too. Say, wait, you know, let's cease fire or we will ban you from SWIFT. They really have no, no other leverage. Putin saw all this. They've been planning this for years. They said, talk to us. They kept saying there's going to be a war. It's going to be on February 16th. It's going to be this, going to be that. They were planning this a long time ago. I told you last December, like two Decembers ago, a year and some months ago, if Biden gets elected, he's going to start a war in Ukraine. He's got personal ties to it. Went all through those ties in Corn Pop's Revenge, also called the Biden Crime Syndicate. They like to pop things off in the middle of Q1, right, for the stock market, the first quarter. This is late February, beginning of March. That's why they started the Iraq War in March. Uh, they often bomb Syria, you know, either for the beginning of Q2, like April, two years in a row, right? <clears throat> And then they were announcing it. And when Russia didn't bite, it's like, we're not going to war. Ukraine shelled Donbass for five days straight. Even hit a kindergarten and tried to blame it on the Russians. And said, that wasn't our false flag, that was their false flag. <laughs> well, when you shell a region for artillery with artillery for five days, and the sanctions were going to come anyway, for what, you know, they were basically convicting Russia of pre-crime. He said, you know what? If we're going to get sanctioned, we might as well get some territory out of this. Padau, padau. They've already destroyed the Ukrainian Air Force, Navy, most of their air bases, air defense. Of course, none of that stuff was ever an issue to begin with. The Army is what they have to contend with. And that will, <clears throat> that will be defeated, but not so easily, not in a matter of hours like they did everything else. And of course, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> the U.S. sent troops to Germany. You want to know how many? 7,000. Woo-hoo. <laughs> like, that's going to turn the tide if it comes to war there. The only thing standing between Russia and Germany is the Polish military. Um, they've wiped out their... They've wiped them out on all the periphery. They blew up their warehouse in central Ukraine of weapons stash, taking Chernobyl in the dead zone. Took Ukraine's second largest city. They're also in Sumni. 
Um, they got to control the southern part of the river. They're 15 miles outside of Kiev or Kiev, and 39 on the other side. <clears throat> Ernie Truth says, finally caught you live. Hope you're well, my friend. Hey, good to see you. Long time no see. And same with Sal. Another long time no see. Finally, buddy, I got you live. Your favorite Confederate Yankee. Yeah. See, <clears throat> you guys didn't know I've been doing these because there haven't been any notifications since January. Um, that's why I put it on Substack. I'm sorry you got a Substack letter that just said we're live. But yeah, that's all I could do. Yeah, my, my favorite Confederate Yankee, Sal. Um, I don't know, the uh, the Jackmans and Reed, both Northerners. They're my horsemen. Going to D.C. in March. Oh, here's the good news. Because, let's face it, war sucks. Like, I saw, like, you see it coming. They fucking deserve it for how they behave. But it's just a pointless loss of life, you know. And it's hilarious to me, the state saying to cool it off and get a ceasefire are Brazil, Venezuela, and India, right? The only adults in the room. The rest are just saying, sanction, sanction more, punish the Russian economy in the EU. You know, America's just rubbing its hands together thinking, yeah, we get rid of two economic competitors. We lose almost nothing. But I think this is the destruction of the Democratic Party. And they botched Afghanistan. They've got a supply line crisis. They have their own border crisis in Mexico and Canada now. Mad inflation, especially at the gas pump. Even more so now. I mean, we already had the Biden did this gas sticker. It's going up to $6 a gallon in California, which is insane. Um, and then let's get in a war with Russia in winter. What could go wrong, right? Biden said, hey, I'm a tough guy. I'll stand up to Putin. He ain't going to do nothing. And he just swallows up half of Ukraine so far. And there's not a damn thing we can do about it. You know, kick them up, freeze their banks. Now, Britain, predictably, is completely losing its shit. Bojo is... Every sanction he can do, he's done to Russia. But they never really traded them anyway. Captain Gregor says, great to hear your takes on things live again, Rye. Hey, good to see you, man. Thanks for the fucking dead Andrew Jackson. That's that's uh, <clears throat> fucking special right there with Sal, Ernie, Truth, and Captain D and Gregor. You can also shackle chat on Odyssey. I know sometimes the Odyssey stream seems to be going way better than it used to. It's not glitching out. <laughs> Somebody said rectagulon. Yeah. Well, they they've made a rectagulon in Ukraine. Syria recognized Donbass. That's fucking beautiful. Um, I wish they'd recognize Lakota inside the U.S. What a move. What a PR move that would be. What were we going to say? You know? <laughs> Corn Pop was a good man. That's right. Yeah, the U.S. gets to sell a lot of guns and weapons to everybody. They scared the hell out of like Latvia and Lithuania and those other Eastern Bloc states are going to be buying U.S. gear. It cripples the EU economy. It strangles the Russian economy. There'll be more refugees leaving out of Ukraine and Donbass. Doesn't really cost the U.S. much at all. But politically it will cost because I don't think the public wants this war. Even with all the anti-Russia you know, conditioning the left's been doing, Russia hacked the election, Russia was Hunter's laptop, it's all disinformation, it's all Putin, blah, blah, blah. 
because he's a white male Christian leader with testosterone, so everything they despise, right? I still don't think that's going to work. People are just thinking, why are we worried about the border in Ukraine? Why don't you put troops in the border in Mexico? <laughs> or now, you know, Eastern Canada. They don't care. Americans care how much their gasoline costs. That's what they care about. They don't give a fuck who wins in Ukraine or not. It really doesn't affect their life so much. And we never should have been there. Never should have had a coup in 2014. Never should have supported Yatsenek or Poroshenko or Voldemort. I fucking love that his name is Voldemort, like a Harry Potter villain. You know, don't poke the bear. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes, right? Kamala Harris also is saying, We haven't had a war in Europe. And <laughs> I guess Yugoslavia didn't count. Northern Ireland didn't count. Georgia, well, I guess that's not Europe. Macedonia. There's been a bunch of wars in Europe since World War II. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I got a walk and talk we did last night that I'm going to play. Because uh, you may have missed it. So let me drop that into the, uh, the feed here. Hopefully the audio will work. And then I will jump back in here. Da, 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 da. I fucking love that song, dude. I love that they're doing this. All right, here we go. It's not a surprise, but it's going to get grittier. That seems to be playing. Okay. This was about 12 hours ago. Now, I will tell you what all cities have fallen and all that. Like, the economics are what's going to affect the world. But if you just want to know what all territory has been taken and the military tactics, we get into that. Uh, I'll be pumping that out on Telegram as we go. Yeah, I can't will tell. Here is the talk we did last night while walking around. There's some stupid takes, like the right wing being like, yeah, they're doing this because Biden was weak. He fucked up in Afghanistan, so Putin felt emboldened to just go to war in Ukraine. No, they went to war in Ukraine because Barack Obama and Biden and Hillary had a coup d'etat put in a puppet government, which outlawed the Russian language and harassing the whole eastern regions. So there were secession movements. Crimea went back to Russia and Donbass wants to be independent from Ukraine. They're not joining the Russian Federation, but they are declaring their independence. They brought that on. But, you know, right after the giant UN uh, Security Council meeting and Putin's speech about recognizing independence, what's Ukraine do? Start shelling Donbass for five days in a row. So that's why they're getting slapped around right now. They did everything they could. All the talk didn't matter. But if you physically shoot artillery into another area, that is an act of war. They've been doing it. And they brought in heavy artillery, which breaks the Minsk Agreement from 2015, for five days. What's the media say? Nothing. Until Russia responds. And then what's the Biden goes? Oh, this unprovoked and unjustified attack. You can make an argument that it's unjustified, that's subjective, but you cannot say unprovoked. They definitely got provoked. You were fucking bombing them. And moving guns and stuff into Ukraine and moving tr uh, troops into surrounding areas, you know, and trainers. and uh, That is a provocation. Can you imagine Russia doing that to Puerto Rico or Cuba or something? Sending in troops and guns and weapons and then they just started shooting artillery into Florida? And like we're for five days and we're just going to sit there and do nothing. 
No fucking way that would happen. But we expect that to happen. That's American exceptionalism at its finest. You've got the... Sorry to say, but like Adam Green, Eric Stryker, fucking retarded takes me like, Putin's going to be Zog. Yeah, they're going to abandon the U.S. and go for China and uh, and Russia now. Because, you know, he, there's a picture of him shaking hands with Habad Leibovich. Chapad, Chapad, yeah. There's pictures of him shaking hands with Leonardo DiCaprio, too, and Steven Seagal and Van Damme and Conor McGregor. That doesn't make them all KGB agents or agents of fucking Russia. You have to deal with religious minorities in your country. Here's what he's did. He gets in the power after Yeltsin, kicks out the oligarchs, puts Jewish Zionist billionaires in prison or in exile, aids Iran in their nuclear program, and defends Syria by killing ISIS and fighting Israel at the same time. Is any of that in their interests? In Israel's interest? No, it's not. That's in Russia's interest. Putin's a nationalist. Oh, but, yeah, but, derp. let's ignore all that and be like, look, he's in, he, he shook this guy's hand. Habad, fucking idiots. Sal sends ten and says, "Is there a comparison between Ukraine and Georgia back in 2008?" I, I mean, in a sense, you know, Georgia was uh, playing stupid games and found out, and it was also during the Olympics. Um, this was right after the Olympics. You know who the real winner is in this whole conflict? Norway. Not only did they get the most gold and the most medals in the Winter Olympics. What's the only European state with substantial amounts of oil to sell? <laughs> Norway. They must be watching this going, oh, no, don't invade Ukraine. Oh, no. Of course, they, uh, they'll, they'll be willing to pump out as much as they can produce. But really, there is no substitute. I mean, what are they going to do? Freeze? You better take that Iran deal now. Huh? JCPOA, at least the European states should do it. Fuck what America says. Join the Iran deal. Buy your gas and oil from Iran if you're not going to get it from Russia. I mean, yeah, yeah and Israel's going to love that. <laughs> not. <laughs> but they're going to have to. Or they're going to freeze. You don't just heat your house with oil like heating lamps and stuff. You heat it with electricity. Where do you think your fucking electricity comes from? Fossil fuels. Coal, oil, uh, nuclear. Germany's so stupid it got rid of its nukes, so it has to buy electricity from France, which still has nuclear power plants. All these Green New Deal morons are going to find out. It doesn't work. You cannot produce enough electricity with solar and wind at the current moment. Uh, not even close. You're under 1.5% one, one of the electrical needs that you can make with that shit. You have to have coal gas, oil, and you can get maybe 10% or so from hydro if you don't have enough rivers. And, you know, nuclear power is your best option. But you don't just build a nuclear power plant that fast. Too bad you turned them off. Germany, you might want to consider clicking one of those fuckers back on. Corn Pop's hairy legs sends a dead Andrew Jackson says, a non-shit-lib California farmer here. We're already at $6 for a gallon of gas and fertilizer is more than doubled. Hard for us to care about this war. If only this country could produce its own oil and resources. Well, I understand, like, why do I care about this war? But this war is just going to make your gas go up even further, right? Any, when you close a pipeline anywhere, it affects everywhere. They already closed the Nord Stream 2 line. 
and they're sanctioning Russian banks and you know they're going to prevent them from selling gas and oil to Europeans which means Europeans are gonna to have to buy more from Saudi Arabia or wherever and uh, which means they can charge more for everyone else they got more competitors for the same product the price goes up and they can only pull out so much per day out of the ground you can't you can't just instantly refine oil either and they knew that you are dependent on Russian oil and gas in the EU you know, it's good for Venezuela, for Iran, you know, places that you've already sanctioned these places. So stupid. You should buy oil from both places. Who cares? Like, all right, you don't like their governments, whatever. So, they need to sell it. You need to buy it. That's a win-win. That's capitalism. That's what we want. To say, no, you can't buy from there. You can only, like, restricting trade and all that. That's government intervention. It's mercantilism. It's the Lincoln model. And all it does is hurt everybody on every side. If they handcuff Russia to Ukraine, they can make moves in Syria. But Russia sent a lot of their naval ships to Syria suddenly. Uh, they're on their way. So they, they know what the move's going to be. They know Israel will up its bombing activity on Damascus. And Turkey's looking like, oh, here's our chance, right, for Afrin. But the war in Ukraine not going too well for Ukraine. They thought you know they could resist a lot longer. They're getting slapped right now. Uh, a lot of people thought they'd stop at the river. They've already crossed the river yesterday. So anyway, here's the walk and talk. It's a little bit of uh, a little drinky poo going on here, but um, I'll let you listen to this and I'll pop back on. Let me get a. Uh, a filler here let's see people like the Japanese girls on bicycles I don't think I'm gonna use that one though let's see how about ah let's go with the Russian bear all right I'll be back on in a bit it's not a surprise but it's gonna get grittier apparently a Turkish cargo ship just hit a bomb Ooh. Yeah, that's that. See, is this a is this a USS Maine or Lusitania incident? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like a cargo ship from Turkey hits a bomb. That changes everything if they get involved. Yeah, but nobody wants to mess with the bear. The bear has been poked for thirty years now. Yeah, and Turkey's <laughs> part of NATO, but it's not in Turkey. It's in the Black Sea. Yeah, and they did yeah. shoot down that Russian fighter jet. Uh, yeah. So, tit for tat. Yeah. Uh, like, came a little bit late, but uh, Turkey should never have shot down that jet. And the end result of that was uh, a, a uh, well, a growing. Uh, they they actually went out of that uh, incident with increased ties. And they kind of see... Well, that uh, is because um, Russia warned them about the coup d'etat attempt. The Tula Gulen, they blamed it on or whatever. But yeah, they, who, they who, gave who, Erdogan early warning. Yeah, and where does uh, the guy behind that attempt live? Oh, in Pennsylvania? Oh, or New Jersey. weird. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy... I don't know if you know my take on that. I don't, like, fuck Tula Gulen and all of it. He was... 
eighties or something. It wasn't him. This is a guy the UN went and helicoptered out of prison, like a jail breakout. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, it's all spooks and lies and deception and. I hate seeing this. I wonder what the shit lib take is. It's like white people killing white people. Both are Christian and one of them's Nazis, but it's Ukraine. So what do you hate more? Nazis or Russians? Yeah, the, the Russians up. are the Russians are calling it denazification. Which just uh Well, yeah, that's a stretch. There were some a Nazi battalion or whatever, but Yeah, but uh, uh, well, when they say denazification, in my mind, that just uh, conjures up images of brutal repression, <laughs> like c- right. extremely violent. March in uh, the city of Weimar, Buchenwald, and showing them human-made uh, furniture and stuff at a body part. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they're going to subject them to atrocity of propaganda and talk about <laughs> how well, the Ukraine... my favorite part of the day, besides watching the liberal meltdown on Twitter my favorite part of every day but um Bashir al-Assad recognizing Donbass's independence how <laughs> Russia and Syria have recognized uh the two territories in Donbass it's epic I think they should turn around Donbass should turn around and recognize the Lakota nation inside the United States <laughs> ooh Recognize uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan as the uh, Northwest Dagalon. They yeah. found a leader for that, Samuel. Heinstein, oh yes, right. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that ready to share, or should I keep? Uh... Oh yeah, I already dunked it. I think. Oh okay. Well, well no, I put I it can... on Skype. Yeah. Yeah, ahead. I can put it in the chat. For sure. I hope that goes on Jeremy's chat too. Like, yeah, spread this one around. Yeah. Uh, let me just find Stand the, hide. uh, okay. We're yeah, okay. Yes. And we're sending. So, oh, but it's Russia oh, went no. after their second biggest city first. Got that early. Um, hit their weapons depot in the center of the country. They even took out an airfield in the Western Ukraine, you know, near Poland. This wasn't just a east of the river type of thing. It was a total anaconda move they did. And they also cut off their electricity. <laughs> you idiots. We're going to turn the lights off first. Something that Ukraine had done to the separatist regions back in 2017. So that's a good talking point for people. Like, okay, if you claim this is part of your own country... Why did you cut them off of the electric grid in 2017 to your own people? Because they obviously don't want to be part of you. That's why. And they've been shooting. Yeah, they've but... been having like sniper wars for seven years, right? The Minsk agreements, yeah. like, well, no heavy artillery, blah blah blah. But like, I guess you could shoot snipers. Yeah, but it, it's uh, like uh, it's kind of similar. It's not kind of similar, but uh, uh, during the Hong Kong riots. Uh, uh, like Hong Kong doesn't have any fresh water. It gets it all from China. Like you, uh-huh. there is no feasible way for Hong Kong to be independent of China. That cannot happen. They are dependent on China in every way. Mm-hmm. And so is Ukraine on Russia. They need them for gas, electricity, <laughs> uh, 
trade. And Crimea could take this southern part of the river. Cut that off, dam it up, or whatever. Oh, 15 miles from the capital, some heavy fighting going on right now in Kiev. Uh, do you want uh, to have some speakers here? We got Hanzo Razor yeah, wants to speak. Yeah, let every. I want to like. I want to hear what the media has been like wherever people are from. Japan covered it today pretty evenly. They started in 2014. I was shocked. Oh, for me it was very ominous because I was on the bus going to the gym, and on the bus they had the radio going on with uh, updates from Ukraine, and it was a uh, kind of it, it was. Um, a strange atmosphere created by that is like a, a big war in Europe again. Uh, it was ominous. I keep seeing this uh, message being spread around that says, if you think Russia has a right to Ukraine because it once belonged to them, uh, that says, if you live in Texas and you think that Russia has a right to Ukraine because it once belonged to them, Mexico would like to have a word. And I'm like, well, what about Israel and Palestine? Same logic applies. No, that. let me explain the Texas shit. Texas seceded from Mexico. It was the U.S. didn't go take Texas from Mexico. Texas had their own war, seceded from Mexico, and years later joined the United States. And then there was another war, and the U.S. won the Mexican War too. It, there were several secession movements in Mexico against the corrupt right, central but, government. Yeah, that's not what happened. And that... plus. You want an argument say it's the Comanche and Apache territory because that's who actually lived there who did have it taken from them. But Not their Mexico. argument is saying that because because, because Okay, well Ukraine West Virginia should be part Russia. of Virginia and so should that's Kentucky. The, and Tennessee right, should right. be part that's of what North I'm Carolina. I'm, with you. I'm saying that yeah, I'm saying like, that like <laughs> I'm saying that like the, the Israel doesn't have a right to Palestine because it once supposedly belonged to them. I have a right to Golan Heights, which they bombed yesterday. And Trump recognized saying, Golan like, Heights as part of Israel. Yeah. And who the yeah, British should be people... talking about fucking annexations, right? They did that in 20% of the planet. Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, I wonder if anybody's going to apply the same logic to Israel and Palestine issue. You know? Mexico didn't have any more right to Texas than the U.S. did. It was native territory. The Spanish took it. They, ne they just, because you paint it on a map doesn't make it yours, though. Like, the Comanche Indians uh, could completely control that territory until 1877. All right, the Mexican War is 1848. All right, they call it Texas, whatever, but it's run by Indians. It's just some land with cows and stuff, whatever. But uh, only the little eastern corner was like settled by uh, Europeans, whatever you want to say. Uh, the rest is all Indian territory until the advent of the six-shot revolver, which changed everything. And the Gatlin gun, and another bout of smallpox. But I hate it when people are like, "You took Texas and Mexico." And they, no, bitch, Texas, the Nevada Territory, which would be like New Mexico, Nevada, and California, were part of the Spanish Empire. They lost that. Mexico seceded from Spain. That's another thing. And the U.S. seceded from Britain. So you gotta like ask to be chain, long chain of events. Oh, it's yeah, okay. It's like a long chain of events. That, that yeah. Texas can't leave Mexico, but Mexico can leave Spain. Uh huh. You yeah, know, the Confederate States can't leave that. the Union, but you can. 
I think Predict. I think the, the what I'm trying to say is that that logic should be applied to like Israel. Like Israel cannot claim Palestine because it once supposedly their people used to live. Well, there yeah, however many thousand years ago. Well, Israel's on top of Palestine. They're currently annexing the West Bank. They got an ongoing blockade on Gaza. They've annexed most of the Golan Heights and uh, the well, those farms in Lebanon. They used to steal the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt. That got returned. Um, the whole place shouldn't exist. Isn't real is what they ought to call it. Uh, yeah. And it, don't say, well, we used to be there a long time ago. We mean 3,000 years ago in the fictional story of David killing a giant named Goliath with a sling. That didn't happen. King David's not a real person. Neither is Goliath. This is a made-up fucking story. As was like, oh, the walls of Jericho came down because people blowing horns. Sounds like the Canadian truckers. They honked the city down, right? No, nah, the Egyptians took Jericho, according to like actual history. Not fucking Hebrews. They just lie about everything. But anyway. Yeah, I hate that Texas shit. It triggers the fuck out of me. Because <laughs> like, Americans well, don't like... even know their own history. Yeah, no, I was just saying that that same logic. People are saying, well, you know, Mexico would like to have a word. It's like, no, dude, that's that shit happened yeah. already. And you well, should apply that same logic to the Israel-Palestine thing. If you think it's wrong for somebody to just take somebody's land based on because they used to live there, how about we apply that logic over here in this little tiny area of the Middle East, you know? Well, I agree. It, it's, the Palestine example works. The Texas example doesn't because Texas itself – like northern Mexico decided to leave southern Mexico. Palestine did not decide to become Israel. That was taken by force. The U.S. did not come that in should've... and take Texas from Mexico. The U.S. wasn't even near. They, they were about as far as Louisiana. That area of Texas was its own country. Like they seceded from Mexico and were the country of Texas, briefly. And then they decided to join the Union of the United States, which is their choice too. They weren't wasn't stolen. Except the second time they seceded uh in the Civil War. And then they were forced to join I should it. edit tweet and replace Mexico and like Palestine, you know, and Texas with yeah, like Israel. Well, you say Mexico would like your word, it's like okay, Spain would like a word with you. Because you left them, right? Like Mexico City was notoriously corrupt. They were taxing all the areas and spending all the money on Mexico City. That's why several different districts in Mexico tried to leave. And they were violently put down in the east. But in the north, because they, the Texicans <laughs> allied with the American Indians, who in that area, you had Apache, Manche, Iowa, very strong native groups. And they were able to, they defeated, they had already defeated Spain. Then they defeated Mexico. Then they defeated the United States. Then they defeated the Confederate States. And then they lost the rematch with the United States. Well, that, oh, those uh, were some tough motherfuckers. Uh, we have a question from Chad uh, by Felipe C. And his question is, Ryan, is Ukraine a fake country? I couldn't hear because of motorcycles. Is Ukraine uh, what? Is Ukraine a fake country? I mean, all countries are fake in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's basically, uh, 
you know, Ukraine is Ukraine because I'll tell you why. You have the Ukrainian language, right? So there's a linguistic group, ethnic group, a long history. And I would say Ukraine is Ukraine. But about a third of Ukraine has always been Russian uh, linguistically, ethnically, culturally. It's always been Russian. And you could say, oh, way back in the day, Kiev was Rus and it's a Russian, whatever. Okay, yeah, they have a shared history in that area. But for a long time, Ukraine has been Ukraine. But it was a weird way, the way they drew that on the map. Because really, it's just that western half that speaks Ukrainian and, you know, is part of a, uh, a cultural continuum, whatever you would base a country on. It doesn't make sense for, like, Crimea. They speak Russian. And, like, eh, and they were part of Russia until 1954. So it's not like, oh, a long time ago. This is people alive today who were born in Russian Crimea, and now it's Russian Crimea again. Well, it wasn't Ukraine part of Ukraine for very long. And when they did give it to Ukraine, because Khrushchev was from that area, and it was part of the Soviet Union anyway, so it didn't matter. But the Soviet Union collapsed, and Ukraine, in a way, kind of swallowed a piece of Russia. Because they didn't give back those Russian-speaking territories to Russia, right? The same argument, like with Danzig, is surrounded by Poland, but all the area in between... They have German-speaking people that used to be part of Germany until the land was taken from them in World War One. That's German. I don't care if you color it in and call it Poland. It isn't. That's still part of Germany because the people that live there are German and that's their language. And it had been part of the, the Hessen or German state for many generations. So that's a real annexation. What happened here was little bit different it was like well russia gave territory to ukraine ukraine was overtaken in a coup by the west with oligarchs 15 billion euros in debt outlawed language or abusing russians and they just said hey we're going back to russia not not like they'd always been ukraine and they went back to russia or it became russia it was they'd always been russian they're briefly ukrainian now they're russian again but even if they had never been Russian, it's still their right to secede and join a different state if they so choose. We bought Alaska from Russia. Alaska used to be Russian, but it's been part of the United States since about the same length of time as Ukraine, about the 50s, right? It's four-year difference or whatever, 58, 54. So, yeah. <laughs> And everyone would agree, well, Alaska is clearly part of the United States. It's been part of the United States for 70 years or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty long continuum. But people today don't speak Russian in Alaska. Like, they left. They never really colonized it or anything. They sort of had it, sold it. That was that. But, well, it's, well, it's been a U.S. territory. It didn't become a U.S. state until the 50s. So really, Alaska has been in our sphere of influence for over 150 years. But, uh, yeah, that's triple the time. Whatever. Ukraine was a real country. It just was much bigger than it should have been. It, they, there's a lot of places like that in the Middle East where Sykes-Pico just drew circles around resources and made city-states. 
that shouldn't exist. It wouldn't naturally exist like that. The borders should be completely different based on communal and ethnic and historic lines, but they're not. So they drew a little triangle around the oil, called it Kuwait. Uh, got out of like Qatar, Bahrain. These are all the UAE. They're little like city countries that are basically ports to deliver oil to larger countries. <laughs> That's all they are. Every time I listen to Ryan's post, it's always like I'm getting a good history lesson and geography lesson. Thanks, man. Well, if you look at the map on the Red Sea and the Strait of Hormuz, you got a bunch of tiny countries because they're acting as port cities. Djibouti, uh, Eritrea, which is, Eritrea is fairly new, right? They broke away from northern Ethiopia. And we acknowledge that secession. I heard people like, well, there's, no, there's no secession movement. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Eritrea, recent one. We had plenty within the U.S., including the entire U.S., which seceded from Britain. Uh, you have all those, every single country in South America left, either Spain or Portugal. Um, you know, and then you've got uh, the more recent shit, Kosovo, the Crimea, um, and then all those little Gulf states. And that happens in Africa, uh, south of North Sudan. That's pretty recent, right? North Sudan was created. You know, secession happens. You don't need a war every time either. Crimea was taken peacefully through referendum. And uh, people are confusing Donbass. Like, what is it? How do you pronounce the... Luhansk and Donetsk. Luhansk. I know Donetsk, but Luhansk. Yeah, I can't even fucking say that. They are not <laughs> joining Russia. They're not part of the Russian Federation. Those are independent states. And I'd argue you could probably just have Donbass as like a two-state state, right? It's a country with two states. Um. But as far as it is, those are both independent territories. But I think they're quickly going to confederate into the the nation of Donbass or something. Uh, I had a... Both of their benefit. You know, you don't need to get a passport to go from fucking Donetsk to Luhansk or whatever. Just, just uh, we got some. Country. Yeah, we got some Serbian uh, interjections here. He says Kosovo is Serbia. Kosovo never lost. Uh, it independence from Serbia. Well, it ought to be Serbia, but it's not recognized as such. It ought to be all be Yugoslavia. One could argue, but it ain't. Get yeah, we seven. ought to resuscitate Tito and bring him back. <laughs> Tito. <laughs> Ryan, do you mind if I get your thoughts on something real quick? Uh, yeah, go for it. So I'm hearing uh, in, in the U.S., all across the political spectrum, left to right, uh, people who support the Western narrative or support the Russian narrative, it doesn't matter. They all think that this, a lot, a lot of people think this is like marking the end of uh, U.S. hegemony and a rise to oh. multipolarity again. And I kind of wonder what you think about that because it's not like Russia's on the rise. It really seems like this is something nah. we've kind of cornered them into. Yeah. It's the, the, they got suckered into this. 
This like a lot of people want to say that because they hate the U.S. and they're so sick of the empire. And they really wish that something like oh, it's true. These are the same kind of people that say the dollar is going to collapse tomorrow every day, and it never does. <laughs> this yeah, I put a video out like this is what would happen if there's war in Ukraine, right? Russia will mud stomp Ukraine. They'll take on some casualties later, uh, but it's basically going to be a mud stomping. There will be massive sanctions placed on them by the United States, uh, all the little puppet regimes in Asia and the EU. It's going to cripple the the European Union because they have a lot of imports and exports to Russia. It's going to cripple the Russian economy. It's not going to affect the U.S. at all. The U.S. Has, will get higher gas prices, la-di-da, they'll move in their Green New Deal, whatever. It will cripple the Democratic Party if this keeps going south the way it's going, but the U.S. economically, what are the imports to Russia are, what, less than a uh, percent? And uh, exports are less than, like, 6%. So we could end all trade with Russia. It wouldn't make a dime's worth of difference, really, because Europe's going to be more dependent on liquidified natural gas in the United States because they, if they cut off Russia, where are they going to make it up? Are they just going to freeze? You can't get it from Iran right now. You can't get it from Venezuela. Norway doesn't have that much fucking oil. You're going to have to get it from America. And you have to get other goods from the United States. China's going to be doing well because Russia's going to make up its lost sales to the EU by selling to the Chinese. But at a discount price because China knows there's no competitor. And they're like, this is what we're willing to pay. And Russia's going to have to say yes. The only two parties that benefit from war in Ukraine is America and China. And Biden and Norway. Norway, Norway also. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we Norway got oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oil going to the moon, baby. We're taking a rocket ship and we're sailing it into an oily heaven. Yeah, Norway's having a good year. They won the Olympics, and like the <laughs> next week, Russia goes to war in Ukraine. The Nord Stream Two line gets cut off to Germany, and they're like, "Oh, how terrible!" Mm. Yeah, yeah. Norway's sitting pretty, but the U.S. gets rid of two major economic competitors. Uh, gets to sell a lot of weapons to Ukraine and Poland and, and Latvia and, and Lithuania. They're all going to buy guns and gear from America. So the MIC makes a lot of profits. They lose basically zero trade. They make dependency states on our gas and oil. This is not the end of the empire of the U.S. This is a fucking win-win for the U.S. Yeah, That's it strikes me that way. I see you a know? lot of right-wingers like kind we, of saying. We, dude, America organized this whole thing. Anyone that says America's dumb, oh, Putin's playing chess and they're playing checkers, they're like, bullshit, dude. Look what look at just what's happened in the last decade or so. They invaded Libya. Who paid the price for that? Europe. They got flooded with refugees. How many did America take? None. Did we lose oil or gas? Nope. Did we make a bunch of money? Yep. Like America's laughing all the way to the bank because Europe got flooded with refugees. Libya got torn apart through the Middle East in more conflict. And all that happened was Lockheed Martin got more money and, and America got just fucking laughing at Europe's misery, right? And uh, then they invade Syria, right? Fucking horrible. I'm totally against this shit, by the way. But what did America lose? You know, maybe half a billion dollars, whatever. You know, they prevented a competitive pipeline from interrupting Israel's uh, monopoly with BTC in Turkey. Um, they again flooded Europe with more refugees, tore Syria apart, got an insurgency going in Iraq, just, fu just fucked up the entire Arab Peninsula. 
didn't lose any soldiers, didn't lose any planes, you know, completely mud stomped uh, Iraq and Syria, got them fighting each other, assassinated Soleimani, uh, isolated Iran, you know, cut them off, which again deprived oil and gas to Europe and deprived Iran from selling oil and gas. And what did the U.S. lose? Nothing. They just made a bunch of money getting everybody else to fight each other again. They were like, you're all dumb. Like, yeah, uh-huh. You're stupid. They, like, <laughs> Europeans do nothing in their own interest. Like, they stopped selling oil and gas. Why? Because America told them to. And they suffered for it. They had austerity. And then they opened up their borders, and they got all these refugees that have nothing in common with them. And there have been terrorist attacks and killings and stuff because of that, and rape gangs and everything else. And, the U.S. You know, also lost uh, an ambassador. Oh, well, in Benghazi, yeah, we lost Ambassador yeah. Stevens because he was blowing the whistle on the illegal gun running from Libya to Al-Qaeda in Syria. So he was a sacrificial lamb because he actually did what he's supposed to do and followed the law. And Hillary Clinton's like, law? We don't do that. She blamed it on a YouTube video. And the fucking entire hostages mass media went along with that bullshit. Look, see, we're transporting weapons to Syria. See, we're going to create an insurgency yeah. see it's basically a mob operation yeah yeah what she did <laughs> like, i'm seeing a lot what? of idiotic right-wingers call biden weak and say that he should essentially you know instill oh, a no-fly zone or something and it's in the left oh, yeah. wing just running around with their hair on fire because they're virtue oh, signaling about evil russia and it's like everyone is coming at this from a way left or right that we should be doing more and it doesn't seem yeah, like trump said i that. think that's where the the lack of multi, the, the lack that's of why uh, hegemon yeah this yeah, is the idea that I'm talking people. about. Not so much economically. These people on both sides think that America's weak, no longer a hegemony because we can't prevent Russia from doing this. And that it basically, if we can't prevent Russia from doing this, which I guess takes a war, which is okay. Oh, America eyes, could have stopped this in two seconds. They could have moved nukes into Ukraine into fucking story. America did this on purpose. They yes. pushed them into war so they could profit and destroy their competitors. And Putin didn't have a choice. He's like, well, they're going to sanction us anyway, so we might as well get some territory out of this. This they're, boat's bad for the not, American It's not an even though. playing field. America's got trillions of dollars. They could buy and sell the rest of the planet if they want to. They own fucking everything. They run the banks. They run the press. They have more guns than everybody else put together. Like, you know, get fucked. The only thing that can stop America is Americans. Well, whoever the Democrats run is going to lose for president, and oh, I'm yeah. worried that a actual warmongering right winger that really believes this shit that we should be sending troops in or enforcing a no fly zone. Even people like Evelyn Farkas from the Obama administration, she's a fucking Obama person saying we should enforce a no fly zone. So I'm just worried that when the Democrats get ass fucked, there's going to be a real oh, piece yeah. of shit that makes it in on the right wing, and that there will be a real ideologue that believes we need to do things that will probably get us all killed. Uh, anyway, thanks but for your I, time. Uh, yeah, I agree with your concern there. Uh, but what I see happening, what was going to happen, whether it was a war or not, because of COVID and all the other fuck-ups and inflation and raising gas prices and open border and Mexico and all that, is there is going to be a red wave in November. The Democrats will lose their majority in the House, so Nancy Pelosi's out of there. And as soon as Republicans have a majority in the House and Senate, they can impeach Biden and Harris over Ukraine, ironically, 
not the war, like the quid pro quo that Joe was doing with Poroshenko, which is what they tried to impeach Trump over, a phone call to Ukraine, right? They always accuse others of doing what they actually did themselves. And that would mean whoever, if you impeach the vice president and president, whoever becomes Speaker of the House becomes the next president. And sadly, that seems like that it could be, <laughs> well, it has to be a House member, so you're not going to get Ted Cruz or anything like that, but wouldn't be fucking awesome if it was like Thomas Massey? It won't be, but fucking, I don't want Mitch McConnell to be president or anything. Good God. Then you did fucking neocons. We'd have Bush Jr. Term or whatever. Isn't the, <laughs> it the Speaker of the House? So yeah, it would be the Speaker of the House is the thing. So yeah, we, who can be anyone? By the way, yeah, that's it, the loophole. It could be, yeah, but it'll be a Republican if they have majority. But uh, yeah, I want I Kid Rock as this. Kid Rock <laughs> as the Speaker of the House. Got the idea floating around. People were saying that Trump should be Speaker of the House. I forgot where I saw it at, but there was people no. floating that. that Trump should be the White House press secretary. Like, give him Pisaki's job, so he has to deal with the media every day. You fake news. <laughs> I'd want to see that just really how mad the journalists would get. Oh my God! Imagine Donald Trump as the new press secretary. That'd be like the highest-rated show on television, just to see the fucking <laughs> shit test that that would create. Imagine this, yes. though. It, you know, they they get on, uh, they disqualify Hillary with the Durham report, and uh, Fauci finally goes down for his gain-of-function research, and Rand Paul is at the spearhead of putting that little fucker in jail. And then you'd have President Paul. Oh, my God. I'd be doing fucking snow angels and Vaseline down my hallway, man. I'd be like, it, President Rand Paul. It's not Ron Paul. That'd be better. But it'd be such an improvement. It'd be fucking no more wars, no more IRS, no income tax at all. Get rid of the CIA. Like, holy shit. One can dream. I'd be so but happy just, just if they Pelosi took, if they took Fauci down. Yeah, taking Fauci down, which is very possible. You're not going to have it with, with, as long as the Democrats control the FBI and all that, nobody's going to get prosecuted. But you get the right person in there. All these fucking pedophiles and, you know, uh, people who weaponize viruses, all this crazy shit they're doing. Could all go to prison. Like, it, there is a movement in the U.S. and Canada right now. Truckers on both sides. There is a rebel, a class rebellion. The working class has just been getting it at both ends for two years. Yes, yeah, certain states are starting to ease up on COVID restrictions, but I don't think people are just going to have a couple months of no mask and forget about it. They are going to vote in Republicans, and they're going to vote in the kind that are like, fuck these mandates in your mask. Because there is a division. There, You have your Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, fucking just as useless as Democrat types. But you also have your uh, your Cawthorns and your Johnsons and your Pauls and your Masseys. And, you know, Madison Cawthorn <laughs> told Biden he was geriatric and only deserved a one-finger salute based 
And then you got your Marjorie Terrell Greens, which are like the Republican AOC. You know, completely out of her mind, but like honest. <laughs> I'll take that though. She's anti-COVID, anti-mask. She's a kind of a cutard, but hey, whatever. Except she's horrible in Iran. They all are. That that's you're never gonna get rid of the Israel lobby uh, until yeah, but, we get free media. Uh, do you think uh, the U.S. will warm up and do a new deal with Iran? Well, I think Europe will, whether the U.S. does it or not, because they have to. What are, yeah, they can't they're just certainly going to need to now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like they have to now. Uh, and let you know they either apologize to Russia, which that ain't happening, or they um they make a deal with Iran. Where else are they going to get it? They can get they can get natural gas from the United States, and I guess fracking's back. Well, no, Biden won't do that. Yeah. They're fucked. They have to take the deal. Merkel fucked Europe from not even being elected anymore. She's still fucking Europe. I think she might be a demon. Like, you want to kill somebody's boner? You just say Angela Merkel naked. I almost made me puke just making that joke. <laughs> that is an ugly, ugly woman. Uh, but isn't Russia and uh, China going to forge deeper ties now? And isn't that against U.S. interest? Wouldn't they need one of them to pit against the other? No, because China owns Joe Biden. You, you've seen Corn Pop's Revenge. Yes. Like a little small fractions on Ukraine, but it gets a lot worse when you get to communist China. They fucking run that party. Yeah, yeah and the so investment vehicles... Like the yeah, I remember. Oh, Rosen. by the way, our yeah. our prime chat now has eight hundred and eighty-eight members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one's at three thousand nine hundred and something. It'd be cool to get to four K. We're fourteen people sucks, away yeah. from four K. Fourteen people. Oh, 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 oh! Wow, fourteen. I thought it was oh, okay. Well. That'd be a, a nice goal to set. Let's get to uh, to four thousand before Russia gets Kiev. <laughs> that could be within hours, but oh, dude, that's a reasonable that's... goal. Yeah, right. Let's the race against Russia. Let's beat the Russians, guys. Come on, anybody born in the eighties? Uh, yeah, share this <laughs> in your groups. Make sure people subscribe to ANC Report on Telegram. Yeah, we just need fourteen people, and we need it before they close that fifteen mile gap. Although I think it's possible that that last fifteen miles might be a fucking slobber knocker. Like, yeah, but 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 the not thing is, we need the defense too far from the city, right? Yeah, but we need fourteen new people to match our eight hundred and eighty-eight in the prime chat. It's true. Yes. Well, if you don't, if you're not signed up to both, go ahead and sign up to both. Uh, Basically, the, the big one is just stuff I post in, and until recently, people could comment, but it got confusing. So, you know, I can just like thumb up or down, whatever. And then, the oh, yes, everybody can post. Yeah. And I have to say, okay, so allowing comments, I know some of you might have liked that, but my God, there was a lot of bots. There was so many yeah. bots because that, the yeah, channel is public. Much, right. There's too much trash. So, yeah. So, until we figure out a way to prevent that, we're going to just 
do what we have. We have an open chat for everybody that I also participate in, and there's one that only I, me, and Varg can post in. But um, I don't know. Kind of is what it is. That hey, way, Ryan, you can, can have news stories that don't get bumped up and off the page too quickly. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, well, first I've been noticing on places like 4chan and, and other weird places, it's it's almost like the glowies are seething and trying to come up, pull out, pulling out all the stops to try and get us to to hate Russia, right? I've I've seen people trying yeah. to say you should hate Russia because they're not white. Ukraine is more white. They're trying to like pathetically what? appeal to racists. And then, and then right. I've seen they think I've seen people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I've seen people. Uh, they're like, uh, Russia is way more like Jewish than than uh, Ukraine and, and America. So you well, should hate that's Russia. That's not true at all. They only have two hundred thousand. Ukraine, I like, know, percentage wise, number four in the world. <laughs> and they're, they're like, they're like, send and, and a again, that's an appeal to anti-Semitism. Like, like, yeah. like, why would I care who has more Jews? <laughs> You know, they'll, they'll post a picture of Putin with like a standing with a few Jews and like see proof. And then, yeah, and then, I know. They're like, oh, he met then, Habad. That's that Adam the, Green, Eric Stryker <laughs> fucking retard take. Like, he met Habad. I'm yeah, like, yeah, he met Leonardo right DiCaprio and Van Damme too. Are they KGB agents now? Like, and then, and then the you're other, a fucking the world thing leader. You got to fucking uh, be a diplomat and meet all the religious minorities and stuff. Habad doesn't have any power <laughs> over shit. <laughs> right, APAC does. Likud party does. They're the one with a fucking army and a government. Like Habad ain't nothing. The other, That's like the people other... losing their shit over Bilderberg. Like fuck Bilderberg. <laughs> They're so insignificant compared to CFR or uh, again APAC. Like fucking or the World Economic Forum. These are yeah, the, yeah, or the BIS or you know things that matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, also, also, I want to say that like you can't treat the World Economic Forum as a scarlet letter. Like Tulsi was one of their young global leaders, and uh, so was uh, the guy who uh, started the platform we're on right now. It doesn't automatically yeah. mean this person bad. It's not black or white. Rich people. Well, it should go by association. Do, Same with CFR. Yeah, yeah. Like. That doesn't matter. Like some people are in it and leave it, whatever. But it's rich. Judge yeah, a person rich, by what they do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Rich like Ron people. Paul was in Congress. Congress did all kinds of crazy shit, but <laughs> he was against it. You know. <laughs> like. <clears throat> and the the other thing they do is they 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 just equate the USSR is Russia and USSR did bad stuff, so Russia bad. But uh, well, the USSR question was, was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it, it's. I mean, Russia is kind of post USSR. And uh, oh, yeah. I've watched Putin give speeches about uh, the dangers of communism and shit. So, but yeah, anyways, his mother nearly uh, died from starvation because of it. Yeah, I had a question about Alexander Leventko, the guy that supposedly was assassinated with polonium. I remember Levenenko. hearing you. Yeah, Leventko. I can't pronounce those it's Slavic okay. Russian names. Uh, I remember hearing you in passing talking about he was, him being involved with some sort of nuclear trafficking. I'm wondering. Could give us yeah, he died quick, from a botched operation of polonium. That's what happened to him. And Boris Borisovsky and them, of course, created a conspiracy to say Russia must have poisoned him by putting polonium in his coffee. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's use an $11 million radioactive, highly traceable poison to kill some low-level schmuck who half the mafia wants to kill anyway because he was the narc that got nine of them thrown in prison. 
no, he was needing quick cash, so he was moving polonium for Boris Berzovsky, and he overdosed on it because it's very easy uh, if you come in contact with this shit to die from it. And again, the assassins aren't going to want to handle polonium and put it in someone's coffee either because that's a good way to get yourself killed. It's super fucking poisonous. You know, and if you want to kill somebody, stab them, shoot them, break their neck, push them out a window, you don't use $11 million radioactive material, which, by the way, has to come from a, a nuclear power. And that stuff's highly regulated, except for one place, Israel. <clears throat> but so, who was he stealing all, the nuclear stuff for, and where was he, he going met with, with it? Uh, well, yeah, that's the good, better question: is what if he had not died from it? What would they plan to do with it? It is an element in a dirty bomb. Um, but Boris Borzovsky. I mean, he used to be a mob boss in Russia. He's one of the guys that Putin had exiled from the country, right? He was involved with so many criminal syndicates that that's where it becomes a giant mystery. Like, well, which one of them was going to do what with this shit? Um, I think the Chechens wanted a dirty bomb. And I think they're going to build it for them because they had it back and forth on the airplanes to Chechnya and the UK. So that seems, that's my speculation very reasonable speculation but i can't prove that but he wasn't stealing it for any other reason than to make quick cash because he was massively in debt and he had a lot of people after his ass because he was part there was this um mob ring that he knocked on in spain in this real estate scam and he got nine bosses and underbosses thrown in prison so Everybody wanted him dead. And uh, he ends up accidentally killing himself. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, well, how did this guy get the contact to find somebody that had polonium uh, that would let him transport it back and forth to the UK for Boris? And his contact was this guy, Ding, <laughs> in Israel. Um and I wrote an article about it on Substack, like, or it's super long with all the details and shit if you want to read it. All you have to do is go to my Substack and write Lit Benenko. And then I did an interview about it on Sean Atwood, but he wouldn't let me fucking talk because every area I got into, oh, no, no, this is YouTube, can't do that. I'm like, well, why am I on your show? Why don't we just do it on Odyssey and then I can say what I want to say? Oh, whatever. Lit Benenko on Substack, it's... I think it was in September I wrote that article, but I had written about it in 2006 when it happened, and then um, last year or a few months ago, the UK decided to like uh, th that uh, Russia had killed him with poison officially, and there's no evidence and no it doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> why? Russia is going to sneak into the UK with radioactive toxin and kill Litvinenko. And there's this story like, yeah, Litvinenko was a Putin critic. And, and Anna was, was killed on Putin's birthday because she reported on the apartment bombings, which was a false flag to start a war with Chechnya. That actually happened five months after the war had already started in Chechnya. 
and it was a series of apartment bombings and the FSB was doing a drill on an apartment with a bomb because several other apartments had actually been bombed in the war. And Anna was reporting on that. Anna also reported on something else of people testing uh, polonium poisons on, uh, on Chechen citizens. And we know who that is. Go look up the, uh, the Ring of the Sun in Israel. That was a scandal. They were killing Sephardic Jews. Uh, the Ashkenazis were with radioactive material. Fucking sick bastards. But it seems like the Chechens were looking for a dirty bomb. And I don't mean like a bomb made of polonium. Polonium is just an element to activate a smaller warhead. And they, those are real things. Not easy to make, but Boris could have got it done in the UK and then they have to smuggle it back. It's some shifty shit, but we're talking about billionaires. And that's who can get it done. I mean, Boris uh, openly assassinated a media personality in Russia and concocted this fucking story to Yeltsin that, oh, uh, it wasn't me, my... Your political rivals are trying to sink you, Yeltsin. This this must have been uh, Guzinski and his group, the Mols group or something. It wasn't. It was him, and we know it was him because he had this underling, Beatry, who was like his underboss, that he and him had both been caught bribing uh, hitmen to take this guy out. This guy was challenging his position as Sibneth, which you know today as Gazprom. This is a big deal. And ORT1, which is Channel 1 in Russia, which is like the only channel when they're communists. Um, so he had a lot of reasons to kill him. Ivan Lishlav, his name was. They shot him. But the first person they bribed uh, ended up getting arrested for some other crime before he could shoot the guy. And then the second person he tried to bribe was an undercover cop. <laughs> okay. And then I guess they bribed a third person because somebody did shoot him. But, like, he had two prior attempts of paying somebody $100,000 to kill this guy. Uh, one of them being a crook that got arrested before he could get the job done and admitted, yeah, Beatry approached me. And the other one being an undercover cop. For fuck's sake. I mean, like, it, he absolutely was paying hitmen to kill this guy. And he's like, no, no, it's all a giant conspiracy. They want to undermine me and go after you, Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin's a fucking drunk and paranoid. And, you know, he liked Boris in the position he was in because he gave him favorable press. But the prime minister, Yegor Gaidor, is the guy that was actually running the country, not Boris Yeltsin. And Boris Berzovsky, Ding, and... Yeah, and Jaeger Geider, ding, and all these other Russian oligarchs, ding, 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 were really uh, the ones in charge of anything. Uh, basically, every single industry, metal, oil, all that, they owned it all. So, <laughs> ironically, Yeltsin picks Putin to deal with the Chechens just as a, he's his knight, right? He's the warrior guy go deal with these fuck this fucking problem and uh putin used that clout of of smashing them to 
ascend himself politically and end up becoming both the prime minister and later the president. But he's a nationalist. And uh, first thing he did was toss all those oligarchs, as many of them as he could, out of the country. And boy, that pissed off the Israelis. Then he assists Iran with their nuclear capacity. That pisses off the Israelis. And then later he's aiding Syria in their fight against ISIS and Israel. And boy, that pissed off the Israelis. But hey, he's a secret crypto Jew because he's shaking the hand of some Habad guy in a picture. So fucking stupid. Well, and that I'm humbled by the from Jerkin and Adam Green and Eric Stryker. That's where that dumb shit started. And some other guy named Jeremy Fuckowitz or whatever. Uh, they're like, Putin, well, the glowies egg it on, dude. I he's swear, a Zionist like... man. He's a Zionist. He shook, <laughs> he shook the hand of this guy with uh, with Shylocks, dude. Okay. Obama shook the hand of Gaddafi. Did that make him buddies? No, he ended up invading his country and killing him. But you can find a picture of fucking Rumsfeld shaking hands with Saddam Hussein. Does that mean he's secretly on a rock side? Fuck no, because they end up invading that and killing him too. I mean, did, oh, you're in a picture shaking hands with somebody. Ain't evidence of shit. Because our politicians do that all the time with people they fucking murder. But that, like everything I just said about Iran, Syria, major, you know, multi-billion dollar deal, global politics, throwing oligarchs in prison, all that. You know, the response is, well, he didn't get all of them. Name me another country besides Russia or China that's ever put a single billionaire in jail. Can you imagine if Trump just said, just rounded up George Soros and threw him in prison? <laughs> that's not going to happen. Joe Biden fucking based. not doing it. The closest they got is Epstein went to prison. Uh, he wasn't quite a billionaire, but I guess he was, you know, in the hundred a millionaire or whatever, but. You know, the only reason Epstein went to jail is because he had personal fucking dispute with uh, Trump, him and Wexner did. And Trump's such a narcissist that he remembers that. And then the one day that guy became president and he put Epstein in jail. <laughs> hey, that's last arrest because he got Epstein, he got Maxwell, he got Jean-Luc Brunel, he got Peter Nygaard, and he got Claire Bronfman. Well, all the men are dead and the two girls are in prison. You'll never get anyone to believe that. Oh, like the first thing, Nygaard's first thing left He'll be say, dead. they're like, yeah, Epstein was involved with a lot of political people, and the first person they always name is Trump. And like, see, he's he's in a picture with Epstein. <laughs> yeah, so is Elon Musk name, and yeah. Steven Pinker. Just because you're in a photo with somebody doesn't mean you're in his... It means he was targeting you. He's unsuccessful. Believe That's, me, believe me. If the media had any inkling that Trump was fucking kids, that would have come out. They already made up stories about him getting pissed on by Russian hookers and stuff. You know who really did that? Hunter Biden. Trump was not fucking children. They, there's, they would not keep that under wraps. That would have come out right away. Hillary would have been all over that. But instead, it's her own fucking husband that's meeting with Epstein, not Trump. Clinton did. I imagine she did too. She's a carpet muncher. She likes them Turkish girls, right? That's right. She had a, a townhouse in D.C. where she was fucking one of them. And then I'm pretty sure she had a relationship with Uma Abedin. And she had, there's some woman named Melissa who's a singer. 
I don't know. I don't pay attention, but my mom's cousin told me the whole name. But I was, uh, I was like thirteen or something. But um, he was the secret uniform secret service and walked in on her. They were making so much noise and yelling. He burst into the room like to protect the first lady, and she's sitting up in bed giggling with this other woman, naked in the, you know. They thought it was funny because he's like super Catholic, like actually Catholic, not Nick Fuentes Catholic, but really Catholic and didn't want to see a naked woman that wasn't his wife. And, you know, especially two lesbians. And, uh, yeah, she just didn't hide it from them. Would flaunt anything she could do to make people uncomfortable, she'd do it. And she had some weird fetishes that don't really deserve repeating. She is a sick bitch. There's a reason she wears pantsuits everywhere. <laughs> she's, she's part of the 6.9 club. <clears throat> yeah. What a cunt. I heard she's running again. How funny would it be? She looks even worse than she did before. Have you seen how <laughs> she looks now? Can you imagine <laughs> if she lost to Trump a second time? Can you imagine what that would do to her psyche if she ran again, like in a rematch, and lost to the same clown? <laughs> well, she'll lose again. It's just a question of if she can cheat enough to win. I, I think she there was an attempt to, she, well, to cheat she's it like, in 2016. Yeah, and like, votes. Yeah. No I one remembers, but in, and, yeah, yeah, in 2016 it there was a little, and no one no one remembers, but uh, there's a few districts that tried to keep counting past uh, when they should have been. And uh, there's a little bit of chatter about it, but they they all figured, oh, it's lost game. Like we can't we can't even cheat it. But they tried to cheat in 2016. That's one of the the shit brained uh, rebuttals. Yeah. Well, if if uh, Biden didn't cheat, because then how would how would have Hillary lost? She would have cheated too. <laughs> it's like this the stupidest level of people well, you end the, up. It's getting a lot easier for Biden to cheat because of Corona. Let you get mail in votes that. Oh yeah. Once they're mailed, you have no way of. Uh, authenticating them yeah i was spurging out for a while because i was real you know freaked out about the cheating and how how blatant it was and how could how could yeah. people not see like the, the statistics like the the vote ratios just flipping all of a sudden and now kind of calm down you know i remember i remember during that that whole debacle you're giving us updates and like towards the end when you you basically knew it was over and you wanted to break it to us you like put on a Trump Zionist ball and chain. <laughs> You're kind of like trying to trying to break it softly to us, like, "Hey guys, like Trump's not that great, anyways." So, <laughs> yeah, it, and, it was you know, I was bad, on but... the Ralph retort, and it was like two in the morning or something. I was like, and they're all drunk and celebrating. I was like, "Wait, wait, guys, guys they're stealing it right now. Like they're gonna take Pennsylvania. Watch, here comes the mail." Yeah, I watched it in real time too. When they they just they paused when, when they paused the counting, and uh, I I knew it was something was going on. Like it was bad. Yeah, they're like only Democrats are allowed to count, and oh, lo and behold, only in these swing cities and these swing states that don't have voter ID, we just found nine hundred thousand consecutive Biden votes in a row, and not a single vote for Joe Jorgensen. Isn't that weird? Libertarian candidates got like one percent or something, but in all the like after hour counting, they gave Trump a few votes, but it was almost all Biden. I'm like, really? The Libertarian didn't get any of those votes because they didn't think about that. 
Yeah, and then the thing that bothered me the most, that the one that like really made me mad was, um, did you see when they threatened that vote canvasser? I think it was in uh, either Detroit or Michigan. There was there's two well, people. They threatened the Wisconsin judge when it was a three to four. They you know three of them said yeah there was voter fraud, and one was on oh, the yeah. fence, and they threatened his life. That was pretty bad. There was a Zoom. I didn't know about that one. There was a Zoom call and there was just vote canvassers, like lower level people. Um, and one of them said, you know what, there's there's like more votes than voters or there's like more than 90 yeah. percent of people turning out. And so then they like they doxed this guy's uh, kids elementary school on live, like on a live webcam. And and then like as they were like shouting at him for being racist. Uh, the webcam went down for like an hour. And then when the webcam went back up, he was like, all of a sudden he had changed his mind. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. Fuck this. It's a mob shit. You know, had Trump won, they were ready to set DC on fire. Like FBI had Antifa and all those faggots out there. They were ready to burn it all down. You know, they would have told the cops look the other way. I've kind of calmed down about all that, you know. Well, I remember hearing a taxi driver in D.C. was telling uh, the passenger that he had had some cops in there and they were having an open discussion because a lot of people talk like cab drivers don't exist for some reason. But they're openly talking to each other saying talking about the shit going down, how to build a fence, and they'd have enough people, you know, once they steal the election. But, if, you know, if Trump wins, they're going to riot. And they're like, I don't want to be here. Because they were paying to bust people in there to, to torch it all down. Yeah, that's fucked. Instead, they're like, what about January 6th? What about it? People protested voter fraud, and you shot them. Another thing about January 6th, in, uh, I've seen it kind of effective. Um, I don't know if it's Glowies or what the fuck, but they're trying to say that Ashley Babbitt chick was a crisis actor and she wasn't actually really oh shot God. and she was in on it. And they show the videos and like, look, she, she looks at this guy for a signal or whatever. And it's like, it's like there's so many layers of disinfo, you know, and, and the Glowies pull out all the stops. And when I go to 4chan, I can like see it in action, you know, it's like almost like a psyop. Psyop battleground where I get to see all of their low level and high level efforts, like from the uh, uh, Russia is is less white than Ukraine <laughs> to the to like you know well poisoning with with shit like that fake conspiracies. I mean, I I mean it's obvious there was like that Ray Epps guy and other people trying to make yeah. that January sixth thing into more of an event. I think it didn't get as violent as they hoped, though. Like, they're like, holy shit, we stole an election in front of y'all, and no one, like, got violent. Like, y'all, well, like, when you banged on the <laughs> That could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. It was not an insurrection, because they didn't even bring weapons with them. And it was definitely not a white supremacist insurrection. Like, Joe Biden said that. Not only did he call Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, he said January 6th was white supremacist. That's just what they say. I think they they partially do it to try and provoke us into it, it works. doing something. You know, if you want to shut something down, just just say Nazi and you win. It's like what? I said first, I win. 
There's no everybody hates racists. Uh, I have some news. Yeah, Kev. No, uh, so uh, the U- the Ukrainians have lost uh, control of Kherson, which is a port city next to Crimea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow. damn. And the Russians well, love their ports. They love having those warm water ports. I don't think they're getting that back. No. <laughs> Not lost, at all. lost lost that one. Yeah. yeah. Um Well I guess their navy's already been destroyed. And they didn't have enough sense to mine it, so and Russia still has its navy. I'm wondering more about that Turkish cargo ship. Is that RT even reported it, but I don't know. Sounds like fake news. Seem like I don't know. You can't rely on the regular news to report shit. Like all they fucking lie about everything. Like I don't even care what CNN or whatever. I know it's all bullshit. They don't even have a semblance of telling the truth sometimes to get credibility. They just fucking lie every time. Yeah, well, they've kind of put us in this blind spot where we can't trust anything we see on our news. And to a certain degree, you can't even trust uh, Russian news or RT or anything Mm. like that. But you have to, like, pick your poison and you have to kind of use both and then try to, like, finagle a coherent worldview from uh, the events they report. Well, a lot of foreign news usually has some semblance of truth and it's exaggerated or they omit this or that America just makes shit up. Yeah. And it's all hysteria. The only Mm -hmm. thing they know is hysteria. That's all they can do. Panic harder. That's the Democrat mantra. But the Republicans really need to steer away from this. Oh, Putin just felt emboldened because you botched the pullout of Afghanistan. And you look weak, and you're a wimp. That ain't what happened. We do not need to be involved in a war in Ukraine. We never should have had a fucking coup in 2014. We should have not allowed the Ukrainian government to hire a bunch of sons and daughters of uh, politicians in the United States. Total conflict of interest. Kerry's kid, Joe Biden's kid, and many others. All had job no show jobs in Ukraine because they're a bunch of meth heads and stuff that can't do anything right. Shouldn't have happened. God, they're fucked. I feel bad for Europe, man. They're gonna get. They're just gonna eat it at the gas pump. My wife asked me, what's the point of NATO? <laughs> I said, there is no point in NATO. U.S., it would be in, it'd be in America's interest to be like, Europe, take care of yourself. Shore up our own borders, trade with everybody. Can't do that. There's no threat of communism in Europe. 
from Russia, you're more likely to get communism from within Europe than you are from spreading from Russia to Europe. They live through that. They're not going that direction. But I could see some fucking shit libs in Spain or something wanting communism. <laughs> they really are like a cancer. This wokeness. I think the pendulum's going the other way. Now, I did see a story on ABC, ironically, that was sort of fair on the conflict. And I saw on Fox from Tucker, uh, Jesse Waters, Greg Gutfield are like more of the stance of, uh, we, well, we shouldn't have got into this mess and Ukraine's really none of our business, but what's the fallout going to be, right? Then I saw some stupid takes also on Fox where John Bolton was on for some fucking reason. And of course, he's got the line of, it's because you're a wimp. That's why Putin felt like he could do this and we need to be shooting down Russian planes or whatever. It's like, hey, John, here's your rifle. Go have fun. We're not going to enforce a no fly zone on Russia over Donbass. You couldn't even do it if you wanted to. No. <laughs> so too late there's, anyway. It's, it's yeah. way too late. <laughs> you would need a lot of time to set up equipment and... Uh, and they'd yeah. shoot you too. Yeah, so like it, it's and not as fun going to... They've got better anti-air radar at least than the US does. Yeah, but it's not as fun going to war when the other side can shoot back. And for the U.S., that hasn't happened for a long time. Well, let's see, the U.S. would throw all their proxies in until it bankrupt the other side before they sent a single U.S. soldier. But, yeah, it's, it's not fun when they can hit back. That's how Israel had a big problem with Lebanon. Lebanon is totally outgunned by Israel, but they can inflict casualties. And they can take casualties. Their, their whole country's like, fuck this, you know. Uh, but Israel can't stomach it, the blood. It's like, why? You're living in first world status, all that. Like, what? You want your kid to go die? Because what? You want to get to the Latani River in Lebanon? Or they, you don't want to die. It's not worth fighting. They get a couple hundred casualties and they quit. And they lost the war in 2006 for that very reason. They could not stomach the casualties. Uh, U.S. lost, what, five point something thousand in the second war in Iraq. Not a lot of casualties for a major war, not like Vietnam or something, but um, you know, five thousand. It's pretty bad. They wouldn't they wouldn't accept that many now. Not even that many. And that, you know, you got three hundred and thirty million people, five thousand not really make a difference, but we're not gonna lose five thousand soldiers over Ukraine. People got mad when 13 died in Afghanistan on the last day, right? 13. It's, uh, it ain't worth it. The, the public is against it. No matter what the media says, whatever, the basic regular Americans like, we don't need to die in Ukraine or Iraq. We really definitely don't need to be fighting Russia over something that petty. Like, the only way we'd fight Russia is if they attacked one of the 50 states. Then, yeah, it'd be on. But short of that, maybe if they attack the UK, because that's a pretty strong ally, or, or Canada or something, we would probably get involved. But 
even then, I feel like, well, that's their problem. You know? <clears throat> and same, I don't think Russia would attack the United States unless we actually attack them. Yeah, but it becomes there. it becomes increasingly hard when you uh, sideline, diminish, uh, oppress uh, the fighting uh, core of your nation. And you uh, make the military woke. You exclude anyone yep. with a macho attitude, and you try to make the entire yeah. thing very soy-filled. Then there's no initiative. We've got all these soldiers now from like the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and stuff. It's the only place where you can get guys that can pass the push-ups test. Our like mainland U.S. is so fucking soy and cocked up. I guess they're good at drone operators and that kind of shit, but like soldiers in the field, we don't have the manpower anymore. Well, they didn't take the vax. A lot because, of them left because they didn't want yeah. the mandate. <laughs> they yeah. He gutted industries with that mandate shit. The military, the energy sector, transportation, you name it, nurses, gutted. They don't want the vaccine. But the Democrats' attitude is we know better than you. So you have to do it. Oh, these idiots, they're so anti science. They're not even taking the experimental drug. They're like, just make them do it. Because we know better. Brian, and we that's have the some. Attitude that's going to get them unelected. Yeah, we have some incoming news, but it's from Zero Hedge. So I don't know if I should uh, repeat it. Well, as long as we know it's just zero hedge. Yeah, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz warned Boris Johnson that Germany would not support kicking Russia out of SWIFT, and neither would the EU. Hmm. So, oh my God. okay, and what does, what does Germany need from Russia that they would need to pay for with SWIFT? Could it be oil and gas in uh, six months' time when uh, the memory of this fades? Mm -hmm. Well, it's also a future relationship. Hey, remember when we proposed that? Yeah. I hope that's true. I yeah, really I want hope Russia it's... and China being buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Germany already they had to close the Nord Stream 2 line that they had to pay for. Germans better start standing up for themselves. What are we going to do? Punish Germany and add that to the other side? Because if you got Germany and Russia and China... Well, that's a legit faction all of a sudden. That's the richest country in Europe, is Germany. Well, I can't find actually any news confirming this. So, like, it's fucking zero hedge. So, you never know with those. Yeah. Sounds like uh, bullshit, but. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I wish it was true, too. That mm. sounds like some Jack Posobiec type of crap. Yeah, the guy's a serial liar. Let me see if I can find it on DuckDuckGo. 
Why don't they source it on Zero Hedge like this information comes from? Blah, blah, blah. And if there's no author and no source, you gotta be like, okay, fake news. I love that term, Trump. <laughs> One good thing he did. Your fake news. It's so good. They are so clearly fake news. The older I get, the worse they get, it seems like. There are some dumb takes on this thing, though. Yeah, you know, what is it, like three months ago, when they were passing the NDAA, they were mentioning the Russia-Ukraine thing to try to get the budget bigger, right? And it calmed down for a while. But they really needed this distraction. You had Hillary getting hammered by the Durham report. You've got the trucker rebellion in Canada, the vaccine mandates blown up in Biden's face. Inflation, supply chain crisis, open borders, 37% approval rating. What do you do? Oh, start a war. With Russia in the winter, because that always goes well. <laughs> For everybody, right? Oh, yeah. that's uh, They're so bad at fighting in the winter. Mm -hmm. I was born in the cold. Molded by the cold. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're referencing. Uh, it's I'm trying to do the the um, um, what's it, uh, the Batman villain uh, with a mask. Oh, Doctor Freeze, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, well, the one that was in that movie, where is it? Like, yeah, I was born. No, oh, this is another one. Another one. Yeah. There've been a lot of Batman movies, so. <laughs> Bane. He's talking about Bane for Batman. Thank you, Bane. Yeah, oh, I was born Bane. in the cold, molded oh, by it. There's the Mister Freeze too. So. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a character like actually born like with ice and stuff. But I was born in the Yeah, what was his fucking Mr. accent Freeze. supposed to be? The Bane. It's a weird accent. It was weird. I thought Bane was just some wrestler. Bane, yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a Latino wrestler, but they made him some Eastern European guy. Whatever. He was on the juice. It is cool seeing uh, comic book heroes like on the silver screen. Because when I was a kid, it was just cartoons and stuff. And now you've seen like Christian Bale is Batman. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Michael Keaton did a good psychology like a Batman, but he's just not believable because he's too small. The, the Batman from the comics is 6'4", 280 pounds of muscle, which is totally unrealistic too, but it is a cartoon. So. But there are people that size. But the rock's about that size. No, the rock isn't that big. He was. Uh, He's like well, in his fifties now, but he was probably two fifty, six five, or something. Yeah, he's six five. About the best comic book movie was like Watchmen. 
Like that was pretty cool. Yeah, so was Blade for the time period. That's Marvel. The vampire movie. Triple H. Oh, I, I have some terrible news for the cultural export of American culture, and that is that McDonald's is suspending all of its restaurants in Ukraine. And it's such a loss. Uh, I'm not, not loving Russia. it. Isn't that something? Not they didn't they didn't remove McDonald's from Russia. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not safe. Well, the thing is about McDonald's. McDonald's does not make money selling food. Do you know this? Yes. Did I get ovened? Uh, No, McDonald's is actually it's a real estate company. They their franchise gets the prime real estate. For the restaurant, and they make money leasing the buildings to managers and stuff. And those people make money selling McDonald's products. Yeah, there was a movie about it with Michael Keaton. Actually, I forgot what it was about. I forgot what it was oh, really? called, but it was Mike Keaton. On it. Yeah, Damn, yeah. But the franchise called. is a real estate company, and you'd think, oh well, they sell burgers and French fries, but and they do. But that's like each little McDonald's makes money off of its uh, restaurant. But the it's called the founder. The landowners. That's what the movie's called. Yeah. It's not that Roy Kroc type thing. Yeah, it's a real estate company. And that real estate probably going to shit right now in Ukraine. I would if guess. you're interested, it's called The Founder with Michael Keaton. The Founder? I am. I, I would like to see a movie about that. I've read about it, but and I like Michael Keaton. I was just talking about him in Batman. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, he's he's Fuck like the guy world. that basically like steals the whole McDonald's franchise idea and takes converts it into like the, the you know the massive yep. real estate empire. It started as um, selling milkshake machines. I don't know if they get into that or not, but the McDonald brothers. You do. That's how it starts off. off. Oh, really? Oh, he starts off with him on these machines and and like and he runs into these like McDonald's characters and he's like I could franchise this and they're like we tried but we couldn't get you know people to maintain the same standard so we we just gave up on the franchise idea so he like takes it back over he convinces them to do it and then after that you know the whole game of greed and everything starts and ends up taking yeah. over but it's a good movie that Roy Kroc took over he ends he ends up stealing his father's voice and. Reb Irish, your mic is terrible and we can't hear you. So, well, don't give away the Hollywood part. Just, uh, I was planning on watching it. (laughs) He just said he ends up stealing his wife. I'm like, well, that just, you know, took a big swerve out of the movie. Yeah. uh, Leaves the theater. It's like, I can't believe the main character got killed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we've been going for one hour and 20 minutes now. Okay, let's can it. I want to. I want to get back onto looking up the fucking updates. So, yeah, I will be updating you on the war on the main Telegram. So, see you over there. See ya. Peace. It's not a surprise, but it's gonna get grittier. Apparently, a Turkish cargo ship just hit a bomb. Ooh. Yeah, that's that. See. 
Is this a, is this a USS Maine or Lusitania incident? Bam, you know had some shekel like chats there. A cargo ship from Turkey hits a bomb. That Corn pops Terry legs. If they get involved. So before that, let's go down. Yeah, but nobody wants to mess with the bear. Yeah, um, the bear has been Sal, Kosovo is Albanian years because now. people who yeah. live there are. And Turkey is part of NATO, but it's not in oh, Turkey. It's in the Black the Sea. guy in Telegram. Yeah, and they did shoot down that Russian fighter jet. Uh, Ukraine update. So, checking in. Tit for tat. Like came a little bit late, but uh, Turkey um, should never have shot down that jet. And the end result of that now. was. Uh, as you can see the Christmas trees a, up in the air. I've posted. Uh, on well, a growing uh, pictures. I guess I they they actually went that. out of that uh, yeah. incident yeah. with yeah. increased yeah. ties. And they kind of see... Yeah, well, that is because um, Russia warned them about the coup d'etat attempt. Batula Gulen, they blamed it on or whatever. But you can see yeah. they, who, um, they who, gave who, Erdogan early warning. There's some white phosphorus. Yeah, and where uh, does uh, the guy behind that attempt live? Oh, in Pennsylvania? Oh, New Jersey. weird. Kind of, basically, tracers yeah. that light up. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I don't know if you know my take on that. I don't, like, uh, that's on the outskirts of Kiev. And all of it. He was in the 80s or something. He went or Russian. This is a guy the UN went and helicoptered out of prison. Like a jail breakout. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, gosh. It's all spooks and lies and deception. And I hate seeing this. Is there two? I wonder what the shit lib take is. It's like white people killing white people. Both are Christian. What's going on? I thought I turned it off. There was two audios going. I was saying Kev is being encircled. Is it fixed? Good. Yeah, I fucking hate the audio. I can't hear it. I can't hear the live. I can't see it. That's why I need a guy in the chair. Thank you, people in Odyssey, for pointing that out right away. So I didn't just loop over and over. No, I I'm seriously hate tech. <laughs> like, I want to do the content for the stream. I don't want to fiddle fuck around with the goddamn streamlabs and whatever. The reason I'm able to be very good at a specific thing is because I just go on one thing and push everything outside of my brain. I don't multitask. I do each thing one at a time and get them all done. I don't want to. Um, I'm very unwomanly. The girls are good at that, doing 50 things half-ass. I do one thing full steam and ignore everything else. And so I cannot do the computer tech stuff and the content. Anyway, uh, ongoing updates are going to be on Telegram. This has gone over an hour and 40 minutes anyway. And my phone's ringing, so I'm going to bounce. But add the Telegram. The link is in the description. And uh, this video will be posted on Odyssey 2. Peace.